Shooters Connection offers products for competition shooters by competition shooters. With over 80 years of combined competition shooting experience, Shooters Connection is staffed by master and grandmaster shooters who live the shooting sports every day. Every day. We offer same-day shipping. Shooters Connection also sponsors over 100 of your matches every single year. So when it comes to finding everything you need to compete as a beginner or a seasoned grandmaster, Shooters Connection is the only name you need to know. Online at ShootersConnectionStore.com. All right, what's up, everybody? Uh, we are back with the Hip Factor podcast after another hard-hitting nationals Uh mm. The match was was inter- was quite interesting and quite close again, uh, and uh, there was a yeah. little bit other other drama. Um, can we just say like Max won PCC and and a chick finished second, and then we'd just be done with PCC? Is that all right? No, we gotta go over it. Oh, geez. Okay, what do you, you can talk about PCC? Whatever you got. Uh, that we have we have Jeff Cawthon, Mister. Yeah. I think he's a single sack shooter now. So he's he a GM now. Are you a GM again? Yeah, I'm back to being a GM. Yeah, all right. He's back to being a GM single stack shooter. And yeah, it's myself. the only reason. It's the only reason I'm shooting single stack. So I wasn't feeling relevant. Yeah, so. he wanted to be an elitist howler monkey again. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's back to shooting single stack, and I'm still shooting single stack and a GM. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, before we get rolling into that, let's talk about Discord real quick. Oh yeah. Per per request, we've added a tier <laughs> to the Discord. So there's a second tier where if you're a part of this tier, you can put in a special hidden channel, a shout out that we will talk about on the Discord, which I will read our one shout out right now. Um after I finish talking about this. So yeah, you go in, you you become a part of this tier, it costs more money. You go you also become a member of the Discord with with this. Jeff is tier. charging money for something? <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. That is Mon- a shocker. The next uh, thing you can purchase is going to be a t-shirt. It's going to say monetize your life. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, that sounds about right. <laughs> So with this tier, you also become part of the Discord. So it's like a all-in-one kind of deal. But yeah, purchase a shout-out. It could be a shout-out to a buddy. It could be you talking shit on somebody. It's got to be short. Uh, this is not a full 30-second ad slot uh, like we would normally deal with like a sponsor of the show. But So first shout-out, here it goes. This podcast is also brought to you by Billy McScrublord, a.k.a. Mackinpool on Instagram. Like Jeff, I also dished Canic, but instead of regressing to a nickel-plated sissy pistol, I am shooting the one true division. Hashtag only shoot open. Way to go. Thank you, Billy, McS- Thank Mc- you, Billy McScrublord. McScrublord, Mackinpood, Philip. Yes, and... Billy is our our one second tier Discordian. He's he's the only one other than <laughs> me, Jeremy, and Jared that have access to the secret tier two Discord channel 
I mean, people are missing out. Like the conversations that can that happen in there. Like people, people definitely need to pay up. They're they're missing out on some some yeah. conversations in there. Yeah, and and to keep things from getting too cluttered up, there are only ten slots available for the shout out tier of Discord. And if that fills up terribly quickly, then you know, more money. We'll just charge more money. That's extremely exclusive. I feel like at this point, like I got to stop giving people like C-Class Legend. I got to stop giving them shout outs because if mm-hmm. I keep giving them shout outs, then they're not going to pay for it. And I need, I want him to pay for it. Well, he gives, he gives enough, Jeremy. Come on now. Does he? I he don't gives know. Enough. Little leprechaun. Like he's got a pot of gold somewhere. He does. Yeah. So that's that Discord spiel over. Let's move on to nationals. Uh, we also we do have hats, and I did have a question on the Discord uh, from a guy like how to get the hats. Uh, you can just send me an email, uh, readpistolsmithing at gmail dot com, or you can send money to PayPal. Uh, for that, just like make sure you tell me that like. I had one guy that like just sent me money and, and sent an address, but didn't tell me like what it was, what he was, what it was for. So I was like, well, this is kind of cool. I got 40 bucks, but I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I sent the guy a message like, Hey, I, I want a hat. I was like, Oh, okay. That's, that's good. Uh, so I sent him a hat. Uh, so you can, you can find me on PayPal. Uh, I think just Jeremy Reed, R E I D. Uh, and you'll find me on PayPal. So, so yeah, uh, we got hats, thirty-five bucks. Uh, that that includes shipping, so it's cheaper than it was. Nice. Um, what if they catch you in person? How much are they? Uh, thirty bucks. If we, if it's at a match, like thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. Okay. There you go. Bus and hats are not designed yet. No, nope. those will come out eventually. We got to sell some more of these other ones. Hi, Nationals. Jeff has to talk about PCC, so he can talk about PCC. I mean, we might as well acknowledge the divisions. It's not Uh, a division. So, top three, PCC, Max Leograndis, Scott Green, Todd Jarrett. Uh, Justine Williams was second, correct? Well, I was just doing the men's. And then I was going to do ladies. We don't have a men's division. Well, we yeah we do. No, there's not. We have a ladies division. There's not a men's division. It's just there's overall. Here, here's my thing. Ladies here's, division. Here's, here's my thing. Like, and this may be wrong, but like, if if the ladies are going to have ladies national champion then I'm not going to put them in the overall. Like it's going to be ladies and it's going to be men's. I mean, so, I mean, you can, like, you can do that. Like if that's your, like, you're going to fight the man that way. Uh, like that's, that's good. But you are the only person in any sort of recognition in this sport that will do yeah. it that way. Because that's the, true. because the late, like ladies, military, junior, senior, those are, those are categories those yeah, I get that, but I don't think like ladies should be a category. I think like, it should be like there should be a ladies division. 
like every other sport. Oh, and they just, they cannot compete against the men. Yeah, I mean that's how every other in. sport's done. Is that because they can't? I don't know. I mean, it's it's generally because they can't. They get closer in this sport, obviously. Yeah, I mean, so I would I mean, think these are facts. I would think, these are facts. This is this is just facts, bro. I, I I'm just I I don't know if everything you're saying is facts necessarily. I don't think we disagree too much on men versus women in athletic endeavors, uh, but I think Justine would rather be second place overall than ladies national champion. I may be putting words in her mouth. That would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah, you might be. I think you might be. But okay, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and say it. Max first, Justine second, Scott Green third, Todd Jarrett fourth. In the men's, it's Max <laughs> Lee Grant is first, Scott Green second, oh Todd Jarrett third. Ladies, PCC, you're making me spend way more time on this than I was intending to. Well, I didn't know you're going to bring it's up Justine the gender Williams, divide here. Lydia T- Tumble, Lydia Tumble, Linda Turnbull. Ash- Is it Turnbull, dude? I could not tell if that was an R and an N or an Linda N. Linda Turnbull. Turnbull. It's Max's girlfriend. Okay. Never heard of her. Linda Turnbull and Ashlyn Champagne. Got no idea. Never heard of her. School last name. She's a junior. Good for her. There you go. Production. Uh, Let's go ahead and just do the ladies so that we can spend a lot of time talking about the, the drama. And yes. Everything that happened in the men's. So the production, men's. <laughs> ladies. <laughs> uh, Jalise Williams first place. Kaylee Lane. Is it Kaylee or Ka- Kaylee? Right. Uh, I thought it was Kaylee. Yeah, Kaylee, second place, and Candice, third place. <laughs> you don't have any. No. <laughs> All right. No. I'll do the. I'll do the uh, the uh, the overall. On to the overall. All right. All right. So first, let's just run through the top sixteen. Wait. Wait. Okay. Ho- hold on a second. Before, like, I am. I am confused. So, should Nils get an overall national t- trophy and a men's trophy? Well, in your ideally, in your world, ideally we ideally we no ideally we wouldn't have like an overall. You'd you'd have a men's and a ladies. Oh, right. And he, so he would just get a men's. So yeah, a be, woman couldn't beat him. Right. I mean, I guess you could compare it overall. It would, it but, would basically but there be wouldn't a different be, match. Yeah, I mean, the purpose of the overall is to combine all the. Uh, the classes, not necessarily the categories, right? Incorrect. You don't think so? Overall, overall is everyone. Yeah, I know. 
I know. I mean, I guess they do split it up 15 freaking different ways, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I guess in, I was thinking along more along the lines of other sports, you have, you have a men's and you have a women's and do it that way. Yeah. Except we I, mean, have, like, I don't like, I'm not saying we have to do it that way. I don't really care, honestly, but that's just the way I think about it. Okay, I was just trying to trying to get into Jeff Cawthon's mind for a second. Yeah. All right, top 16. Top 16. First place, Nils. Nils Jonasson. Jonasson? Jonasson? Jonasson. Jonasson. I don't – I still – yeah. Anyway, Nils Jonasson. Jacob Hetherington, Sal Luna, uh, Mason Lane, Casey Reed, Brian Giovanni. Giovanni, right? Giovanni. No, there's an extra N in there. Giovanini? Giovanini. Uh, I did not notice the extra I-N. Giovanini. Yeah. Uh, Phil Strader coming in seventh. Stephen Lutman. Brennan Decker. Justin Martinez. Jared Fox coming in 11th place. Uh, Mike Shatilov, Caleb Higby, Austin Hull, Matthew Nash, Trenton, Sokoviev. Sokoviev. What? Sokoviev. Sokoviev? Yeah. And that's the top 16. Yep. (laughs) There you go. And there's there's a name missing from there. Oh yeah, JJ. Yeah, JJ's missing. Why is JJ not in the top sixteen? Yeah. So this is uh, this is. I mean, do we want to like discuss the the good part of this first, like the, the people that did well and everything? It was That's it was a you. really it was really close match. It was uh, the last going into the last stages. Between uh, Nils and Jacob, and I mean, it looks like Sal was right Sal there was right well. there too, pretty yeah, well. But going into like the last two stages, it was uh, we're going into the last stage. It was it was a two point match uh, between Nils and Jacob. Yeah, and then uh, and I my understanding is that stage was a pretty uh, challenging with quite a bit of distance uh, on that stage. I didn't see it, but that's just that was my right. understanding of it. I kind of thought that from. I think it was that one that I was looking at the. The scores. Like Jade, uh Nils had mm-hmm. a couple deltas on it. Uh, yeah, because everybody had a couple deltas. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can kind of assume, that there was some difficult shots on that, on that stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Nils came out and just. Like he crushed the stage and won it. Uh, I mean, he did Nils, Nils type things, and then Jacob, uh, you know, shot it okay, but just not, not up to mm-hmm. Jacob's. I mean, Jacob has the ability to crush things, and he was just a couple seconds. I'm wondering if there was some steal because he he had he was a couple seconds back and and had a miss, so you could tell he was definitely trying to push. 
Um, he's still sixth on the stage, but there was a 22 point difference. And mm-hmm. in the, in the final results, final match scores, uh, Nils beat Jacob by 23, 23 match points. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was, right. it was right there. And, and, from what Nils said on social media, at least, like basically Nils and Jacob were kind of just trading stage wins that last day, kind of one mm-hmm. person be ahead then the other person be ahead and just kind of trading back and forth. They're just kind of two heavyweights throwing blows at each other. And those are the two guys that like I wanted to really, I really wanted to see go at it. Uh, Cause yeah, I mean, we haven't spelled it out yet, but Nils is one. Most people, most people are saying he's won four USP titles. He actually won five because he won two gun uh, nationals. He mm-hmm. won single stack nationals. He won carry optics. He won limited and he won production. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. he's like Nils is on a tear this year. That is, uh, I don't, we haven't ever seen it in, in the U S um, like there's just, nobody has done what Nils has done this year you know, what Rob Latham used to do back in the day, he didn't have a chance to win five nationals in one year. So maybe, maybe Rob yeah. would have way back then. We don't know, but, but in recent history, nobody's done what Neil's done. Um, and so he's, he's just, he's always there and he's got, he's got the confidence to just to win it when he needs to win it. Um, and with that said, like, I think Jacob is the one guy, especially when if you're talking a production gun, like like Jacob's the guy that can, like he still has a gear that maybe maybe he has a gear that almost nobody else in the U.S. has. Uh, mm-hmm. When he yeah. when he's really hammering it, good grief, uh, he does some ridiculous things um, with a production gun. So. Yeah, glad to see them go after it, uh, and and massive kudos to Nils for for winning another one, uh, highly contested one. And Sal Luna, right there again, he was Sal was yeah. within one percent of Nils in limited game one week ago, and he was mm-hmm. what a percent and a half here. He was ninety eight something, I think, um, for the match. Yeah, go back to the overall match. Yeah, he was ninety eight point two, so one point seven eight percent behind Nils. Mm. Uh, yeah. So as it as it finished, uh, we and I basically guessed the same for the top four, or predicted the same for the top four. We got the top three, which was Nils, Jacob, Sal. Nailed that. Uh, but only really because JJ got bumped open because he would have finished. He would have finished third, third just in front yeah. of, of mm-hmm. Sal. And then, and then it was Mason, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mason fourth, and then Casey Reed ended up ended up fifth. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so Casey actually, had a good match. I was glad to see Casey have that. So actually, the only one I missed was fourth place. You had Casey in fifth? Yeah. Yeah. Who did you so who did you leave out? What was your Mason. what was your Mason? I left Mason. Oh, you had 
You had Mason completely out of the top five. Yeah, I had okay. JJ, JJ in fourth and then Casey in fifth. But JJ got bumped and Mason took fourth. I mean, so, well done. Dude. Whew. Damn, that's probably that that's, that's pretty impressive. I'll I'll give you that. I mean, I was only off by one as well. Yeah, yeah. And only because JJ got bumped open. Uh, yeah. So, JJ got bumped to open. Uh, yeah. Let's let's get into let's get into this. Uh, okay. So just like how how did he get bumped to open? Uh, so mm-hmm. they used a box um, that had a hinged lid, and he put his gun inside the box, and the lid would not fully close, a which meant that lid. his. Yeah, they really? did. So, you've got two different options on a box. You can either have a lid like that. I, my understanding was a hinged lid. Um, you can have a, a lid like that, or you can just have an open box and you just run a straight straight edge over yeah, the top yeah. of it. You can kind of do that either way. Um, my understanding was that this one was a had a lid on it, and that lid would not quite close yeah. all the way. I knew they had um, lids. I just didn't know if they were like, I didn't think they were attached. I thought it was just something you just set on there. Uh, I guess it could have just been one they set on it. Uh, I have seen them that hinge. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. So you could be right. Maybe it's just one that just sat on there. I don't know. That's actually a good question. Um, C-Class Legend can answer that for us. I'm sure Yeah. we'll hear. He'll know. We'll get some feedback on that. Um. But his his gun did not make it, and this came after this came at the end of day two, uh, mm-hmm. and he he JJ was leading the match at this point. Uh, yeah. he was he was up a bit. So um, to kind of like preface all this, JJ claims this is the first he claims this is the exact same gun, exact same configuration that he shot last year. Okay. So well, he just said the same gun, right? No, he actually did say it was the same safeties and everything. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I saw that in one of his comments. Um, so that's one thing to take into consideration. Other thing is we have it. Uh, we've heard that the box from last year was built to what was it built to the spec and not the tolerance well all of them now are built to max spec i don't think like okay i think last year last year just had no lid i think the box last year didn't have a lid and i don't know that they ran a straight edge over i think they stuck it in the box and just it fit inside the box and they just called it good um So, I mean, JJ, man, like, and there I mean, were Jeff, there were rumors that were going on that were like, like they're they're getting another box. So, oh, he's gonna bring the same gun and do it in, a, in another box. Like, what? I don't know if that's true, but those were the rumors that were going around. There was definitely lots of speculation about whether that would have happened or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I mean, obviously, we've seen that with people getting to re-chrono uh yeah 
yeah. and and stuff like that. Uh, so nobody would have been surprised. Um, and I mean, Jeff loves to pick on JJ. Yeah, and uh, and I love. I'm here for that. Like, I think that's great. Um, I <laughs> like. I like JJ. Like, like I like. You know, the times I've talked to him and been around him, like, like I like JJ. Like, he seems like a nice guy. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's just just maybe that's just a, something he gives off. But I like to think that he's like that. That's mm-hmm. genuine and stuff. But if you go to JJ's byline in his Instagram page, it says pro shooter. Um, and so then. There's this thing about JJ, and this is why Jeff likes to pick on JJ, and it's it's very easy because it is like clockwork. If JJ does not win the match, or even if he does win the match, oft, even then, there's oftentimes, there is an excuse for why he didn't perform as well as he thinks he should perform, and it's usually something, like it's an excuse that's not like, oh, I shot a mic, it's an excuse like, Oh, I'm using the same gun as I did last year, and this box is messed up. Otherwise, I should be. I'm winning this match. Yeah. That, um, so that's that's the main thing is that he flaunts the excuse and like emphasizes it. Right. He. It doesn't. It's not that just that stuff happens, and he says it to people around him. It's that if that yeah. happens, he's going straight to social media, and he's saying, "I'm leading the match." If, if I'm still in it, I'm leading the match kind of deal. You know, he, he yeah. did the same thing. Um, he's done the same thing at multiple matches. You know, there's been, yes. there's been matches where he shows up and he doesn't have the right ammunition. So he, he makes a big deal out of that. Oh, I didn't have the right bullets. And now he shows up and his gun won't fit the box. Oh, well, I, I should be winning. I would be winning right now. And he goes and makes sure everybody knows about it. And I'm glad Jared's not here because he would not want me to be railing on JJ right now. And he might not let me post this. <laughs> but, um, it, dude, it bugs me to no end that, that he's the professional. And he's he's the one that's that's getting paid to be there. He's the one that has the most time and resources to be able to get this shit right. And he's the one that doesn't. And he's the one that makes the biggest excuses where everyone else just takes it on the chin. They're like, ah, oh, shit, I didn't come prepared. Yep. And JJ doesn't. He doesn't say that. Yeah. So, like, the thing that the thing that gets me about this, or there's a couple of things that get me about this. The first one is that, like, him trying to use the excuse that, well, this is the exact same gun I used last year. Uh, and he's trying to say that, well, then it should be fine this year. Yeah. What what he actually admitted to is that he used an illegal gun last year. Yeah. Yeah. Like like if the gun was illegal this year and you're using the yeah. exact same gun, you're well, using an you use an illegal gun the year before. Uh yeah. and like I know that we we tend to not view it this way, but like let's go to NASCAR and have let them have some sort of illegal mod on their on their car. How do they get classified? Those people get classified as cheaters, right? Like, like mm-hmm. that, like that is not something that like this gets blown by. Oh, too bad for JJ. He really should have. Really, he was third in this match, but it's just unfortunate right. he got bumped to open. Right. It's like in no, sports, like they would have like stripped him of his title a year ago. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
hundred percent. Um, and yeah. so like, like if, if, you know, I don't know if JJ will ever hear this, maybe he will, but like JJ, if you're hearing this and you're going to say like claim that you're a professional shooter, like bro, like that does not mean that you can just claim your shooting skills are professional. Professional means that you got everything under wraps. And I like, I don't know that I've seen you like go through like more than one match in a row and have everything under control. All we hear is excuses. Uh, and that screams amateur. That does not yeah, scream it's, professional. It's like excuses louder than anyone else talks about excuses. That's that's the problem. Yeah. And and this is the other thing. Like when you're talking about, oh, yeah, well, the gun fit the box last year. So if I go put my gun in a box one year and they put it in there, like I'm looking, like I'm I'm nervous. I'm like, oh, what if what if what if something happens this time? Okay, mm-hmm. they put it in the box, and I see that it's really damn close. And I'm like, oh, oh, I'm glad they didn't put a lid on that. Well, I'm gonna go fix that so that shit doesn't <laughs> right. happen next time I come here. Uh, I don't want it to be close. I don't want it to be close, right? Yeah, I want to be well within the tolerances of a box. Yeah. Because, you know, you get one RO that, that can't put the gun flat or, or can't figure out how to wiggle it in there and you're screwed. So you don't make it close. If you see that it's close, you fix it. So next time it's not. And that's what I don't get is he's like, oh, it fit last year. Well, well, last year you obviously saw them have issues with it or not put a lid on it. Uh, so maybe test that when you get home. Well, so you if know. you're a... If you're a quote unquote professional, like, like this is your job to do this, you own a box at home. Like you're not like <laughs> you don't go to nationals and you're like, I think it's going to fit in this box. No, you own a box and you probably, if you're smart, you own a box that's slightly that, you know, is slightly undersized and you make sure your gun fits that because you're going to make sure that it will fit in any box that there is anywhere. Uh, like, yeah. So yeah, I, that, that part was pretty lame. Um, and there's another, Most. there's another thing that, that, that I, I would lo- want to address, but I, I want to like give you the floor to have more opportunity to say whatever you want to say. Oh, I think I've said it all, honestly. Um, you know, we, we recorded like a year or so ago, more, more than a year ago, year and a half, two years ago, we recorded an S a an episode where i just freaking railed jj <laughs> okay but it was too spicy and parties involved didn't want it released so now i'm getting that chance been holding it in i was very disappointed that that one never got released maybe that will go into the patreon uh channel <laughs> yeah. if wish, jeff can go if could, he can yeah. go find that episode uh, he can release it on the patreon Uh, so there's one other thing that that actually bugged me more about what JJ did here more than, Oh, it fit the box before, or he went in after day two. Okay. In his Instagram post, and maybe he's changed it by now. I don't know, but he went into his Instagram account and is like, I'm leading this match and I don't care if it says I'm open. Basically, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase here. Basically, it doesn't matter if I say open. I'm still in this match. And so we're going to see how it shakes out tomorrow. Uh, 
with the inference that like if I win, if I beat Nils and Jacob and Sal and Mason and these guys, if I if I finish on top of the match like I am now, then I'm gonna scream it from the top of the world that I I really won this match. Uh and uh the funny thing is is that uh he hasn't made a post since then. Uh, he oh, so yeah. he had day one updates. He had day two updates, and obviously, like Nils kind of put the smackdown on him uh, on day three, and uh, there was there was no day three updates there. Uh, it went it went silent, and mm-hmm. uh, the thing about it is is that with JJ, even if let's say JJ had finished on top in like if he had beaten Nils in the match, um, his 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 making this inference that like basically that I'll I'll act like I won the match anyway, is that no dude like you were out of the match like there was you couldn't win the match and so like for you to to make any sort of claim that you would have won you weren't under the same pressure because you couldn't win you yeah. there was no title on the line for JJ at that point other than the figurative title in his head. Um, and so like, I just, I thought that was extremely classless to, to say that, Oh, I'm still, I can basically, I can still win this and I'll just ignore, I'll ignore the rules. Um, I agree. It's, it's a completely classless move. And I've, I've seen other competitors do it where they go, they fail equipment check, they fail chrono, they, they fail something. They're out of the match. Right. And then they shoot it and, they act like, oh yeah, well, if that wouldn't happen, I would have won. It's like, yeah, but but half of the half the competition is showing up with the right gear and the right equipment and meeting the criteria for your division and then competing. Uh, so you lost yeah. the match before you started is is really what happened here. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Oh, dude, it makes me so mad. I love it. I like getting Jeff fired up. So, yeah, so, like, guys, if you're going to Nationals, especially if you, like, have aspirations to win it, uh, get your gear in order. <laughs> like, make sure it's at least legal. At the very least, make sure you're using legal equipment. Um, and mm-hmm. if you don't own a box, like, buy a box. Like, the Pro Shop has them. Uh, I don't I – should, I should know if, if – I know that, like – Tim has has shock bottle make boxes um, yeah. for him. Um, I don't know if Shooters Connection has one. I mean, this does bring up another thing, like that. I think I will say this: like I think USPSA is like they have missed a boat here because there's there is a little bit of controversy and like was the box last year different than the box this year? USPSA should have a certified box. That they get manufactured, they have it, they have it made to their specs, and they have some sort of inspection of, of authenticity. Make sure that it that is to the correct specs, and yeah. and then they should have those at every area and nationals match. But then they also should, ha- should have those available for any member to buy, so that they can buy that box. They can use the box. They can check their gun in a box. That is exactly like the box that will be used at area or national matches um, and know that their gun is, is to that. And to me, like that's a big, 
I mean, I don't like USPA is not going to make a ton of money on it, but they could make they could make it somewhat a little bit profitable. Um, but that that would just be a I've never understood why they didn't have that. Uh, yeah. Like, why do I have to go to outside vendors? I have to go to EGW for a mag gauge, and I just have to hope that EGW's specs are the same as USPSA specs. Mm. And yeah, that's that's lo- a little bit less than ideal, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, that's that. Congratulations to Nils for winning. Huge shout out to Nils. Uh, that's yeah. just, I mean, unbelievable. Uh, I mean, that kind of leads us into the world shoot. And I know I pretty well know that Eric Gaffel will not see this. And I'm pretty sure he's already, I think I heard that he's already signed up for production for the world shoot. And I don't know how changeable that is at this point. But uh, Eric Gaffel, if you're listening to this, you're a sissy if you don't go shoot standard against Nils at the world shoot. That's all I'm saying. Like, like Eric, you're great. You've been the greatest in the sport. Uh, but if you don't shoot against Nils right now, uh, then I think you're a sissy. Mm. I think you're, the world it looks like it. you're scared. Yeah. The world wants it. Um, mm-hmm. so he should, he should do that. He should shoot against them in standard. I agree. I support this message. While, while, we're, in the spirit, while we're in the spirit of calling people out and everything. Yeah. Why the hell not call them out? <laughs> yeah, let's call everybody out. <laughs> Who else can we talk to? I don't. I, I'm. There's somebody that I'm sure we can find somebody. <laughs> I don't. I don't know who it is, but we do need to get like Jared. Jared did have a really good nationals. He shot well, eleventh uh, oh, yeah. place, Hell and yeah. with a stage win. So I know mm-hmm. that he like at least in our private message, Jared was was very happy with his shooting uh and uh you know he probably wouldn't i don't know if he'd say it on on the podcast but is happy with his shooting it feels like he's made some big strides from where he was at the start of the season so that's shot well that's really good uh yeah good for him yeah good oh finish. so i got a i got a proposal uh for a USPSA People may think this is dumb, but so we just had, I mean, this nationals, I mean, Nils pulled out a a larger victory than what the match ended up being. But in the previous nationals, uh, in limited and open, you had winners that were determined by less than a point. Um, and in, and our, and our, the shot timers that we have and the ability to calculate down to like the fourth place as far as hit factor wise or however low we're going um we can we can very exactingly uh determine the winner but i wish that we could go a little bit back to the old days because the old days they were just using like handheld stop watches right and so basically and so like they couldn't you could only be so accurate with those and so then you were using the main match to get into the shoot-offs and that would seed you for the shoot-offs. And then the winner was basically determined in the shoot-offs is how, how you determine the actual, and that was man on man. Um, 
So what my pro- my proposal for USPSA is is if you have a national championship and the top so however many places are within a point or a I would say a percentage if they're all within one percent mm-hmm. of the winner, then those those four people go to a stage, an extra stage, and they they shoot it they all shoot it again. It's it's just a shoot off and then so then the winner of that then wins the match. What do you think about that? Um, Some people are gonna hate that idea. I mean I think it's stupid, but Do you? Oh yeah. man. I mean, I could see, okay, I could see if you had like a, a, a steel race, right? Where you had like shoot the line of steel and whoever gets the last yeah. plate first. Like if you had an actual shoot off, like I, yeah, I could see that. But just to throw in another stage, it's like, uh, you're done. But psych, not really. Go shoot another stage. It's, it seems pretty stupid to me. Well, it's just like you have playoff holes in golf. Like if, if like in a, like in a, a golf tournament, Like if the two people in the end, if it's a tie, then they go to playoff holes. Right. But it's not a tie. Yeah, that's, I mean, yes, math. I mean, okay. Nils and Scott, like, I mean, mathematically, no, it's not a tie, but in, in reality they tied like, like that is like, they were so close that like, that's, that it's a, it's a tie. Uh, I I would I could I could see it if if the score was less than a point difference because okay because we don't score because because we don't score targets in less than one point increments like I could I could possibly see something like that uh, even though we do really score that with the hit factor and percentages and stuff but I could maybe see that I still think it's kind of stupid though. Oh, I, I mean, like, I'm just thinking of just how, like, because, like, Nils and Scott this year, it's like Scott was not on the super squad. So they, they weren't, like, shooting together. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. uh, so Nils didn't necessarily have the pressure on his last stage that Scott had because Scott yeah. knew exactly what he had to do on his last stage. I'm not saying Nils was not feeling pressure, but it was mm-hmm. different, right? Whereas yeah. if if you if we could have gotten Nils and Scott together, like okay, y'all basically tied, uh, and and again, I know the math people are screaming; they're probably screaming at their headphones that, that no, they didn't tie. There's a difference there, but they basically tied. Um, <laughs> see, Jeff still he's screaming at me too. But like, just imagine, like okay, we're gonna have a shoot off between these two guys. So then, like, after the match is done, like, they've calculated everything. Okay, we're going to go have a shoot-off. Like, just, like, like the drama of that, like, the suspense of that. Like, Nils has been cold a little bit longer, so he's got to come out and come perform. Scott was shooting in the afternoon. Uh, so he's may- maybe he's a little fresher, but or has shot more recently. He's not as cold. Um, and he's go like – and you have them shoot shoot a stage off. And if they're within a point on that stage, then they shoot another stage. It's triple overtime. T- if you got to go to triple overtime, you go to triple overtime. Break out the lights. Right. I don't care how we got to mm-hmm. do this. That'd be great. It would be so cool. Yeah, I'm not saying it wouldn't be a great show and suspenseful and awesome. I just think 
like the uh, the idea is kind of stupid. So here's here's how I can justify it. Okay, what do you think the chances are that Scott or Niels had a score, like a line call, that was incorrect? Yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah, I mean it's definitely yeah. There's there's subjective calls in the match for sure. Right. So I like that to me is a, a way I could justify having a yeah. shoot off if if you're within if you're within a line call basically. So a point, uh, maybe two points. Yeah, um, dude, it then, could be it could be fifteen points. Well, if you're if it's an if it's an yeah, if you're talking about a no shoot type thing, I'd be fine with making it 15 points. Anybody within 15 points <laughs> gets to go to a shoot off. I'd be fine with that, dude. That'd be awesome, man. I think like maybe doing a, the shoot off, not but not like not for the national title. Like whoever wins on the paper is the national winner, right? They're, they're national champ. But maybe do the shoot off for like a different title, like the people's champion or something like that. Oh, well then I you're that. at that point, you're basically into going back to the top 16 and doing steel shoot offs. Man. Yeah, oh man let's steel. just do that. Let's just do that. Yeah. I mean, those are, those are fun and good, but that normally in the past, historically that always required another day. Like you would do that the day after the main match was finished. Well, then you would just take the top 1%, like you were saying, so you don't have to take another day. Yeah, I, I don't like it's all right. That was just a, it was just an idea. I was just curious how people would react to it. Well, it would never get it would never get passed. It would never like actually happen. I was just, you know, yeah. crazy, crazy idea. Anyway, refreshing scores and watching this thing play out was quite entertaining with all the drama of JJ that he loves to bring to the table. Um, and then, yeah, the, the incredible race between Nils and Jacob and, and Sal right there behind him. So it was really fun to watch. Um, so all the major players were there. However, overall turnout was quite abysmal for the match. Yeah, like – like us on the discord, like chatting about it and talking about it as we're all updating scores on the competitor app and stuff. Uh, and, and seeing the lack of coverage from USPSA on it, like their main yeah. match, like, like they are like, and they like every sports, like, like any sport in the world, this is, that's what they're hoping they get for whatever their, right. like their major or their national title or whatever you want to, whatever their big match is. Mm-hmm. That's what they hope to get, and they're they're doing everything they can to capitalize it on it. Yeah. And USBSA did absolutely nothing to capitalize yeah. on on what was going on. Yeah. Uh, and it, I mean, it's just it's kind of pathetic. Um, I mean, no surprise, we're nobody shocked with that. Yeah. But I feel, I feel like we have to take a jab at USBSA every. Episode. Yeah, you might as well. Might as well. <laughs> At least throw, uh, throw some darts at him. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So we're about to get in some quick coverage of Jeremy talking about his mule deer hunt. Did you have anything else on nationals, any of that you wanted to throw in there? 
Nope. Okay. So before we get into that, uh, today's episode was also brought to you by Shooter's Connection. So Shooter's Connection has all your competitive sporting needs, um, including USPSA approved match boxes. So they have both an economy USPSA box that like has no bottom and it's just like four sides. And then they also have the official shock bottle USPSA approved for match use box. Um, So they got both boxes, get you a box so you don't shoot yourself in the ass like JJ did. Um. They also got a lot of cool shock bottle stuff on here. All the all the hundos. They got the freaking uh, oh, those aren't shock. Oh, bottles, cool. But they got they got the boss hangers. Uh, they got all kinds of stuff in here. So go get you some shooters connection. Use the link in the description. Let them know where you came from. So thank you, shooters connection, and thank you for using the link. Yes, thank Jeremy, you, Jeremy. Take us through your journey. So I had a a mule deer tag for Unit 27 in Idaho, which is in the middle of the Frank Church Wilderness. It's called the Wilderness of No, the or it's called the, I'm sorry, the River of No Return, um, which is a bit ominous, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. But and I, my buddy was going. My buddy lives down in Conroe, Texas, which is about. So he had a nine hour drive to get to me, and then we drove 15 hours to get to Pocatello. Uh, Idaho and my buddy like lives on diet Coke. And so like he had no, no lie. He had at least five, like 32 or 44 ounce diet Cokes on the way. And another Mm -hmm. like three or four cans, like 12 ounce cans in the car while we're going. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's all he drank the day before. Uh, and, and, uh, Jeff Jeff understands his misery because I gave him crap for it all day, and Jeff's like, "Oh, oh yeah, you did. I know what I know what that <laughs> feels like." <laughs> Jeff's experienced that before. Yeah, uh, yeah. So then we woke up the next day, and we had we had a three hour drive to Chalice, Idaho, and then basically another three hour drive just on dirt roads, just just backwoods roads to get to the trailhead. Um, and so we finally got to the trailhead at like. I don't know, two o'clock. Um, and, and we go in and, uh, like we, I'm pretty sure I was starting with about a, like a 72 pound pack, um, with that was with, I mean, that's with the gun, tripod, uh, spotting scope, food, water, all that stuff. Um, and so we're going in and we're, we're at least on a trail and it's, you know, it's not, it's not terrible. Um, we, the trailhead actually started up high and we kind of dropped down off of that. And we, we got to a place that night just on the side of a ridge and my buddy was wiped out. I mean, like it was like eight 30. Uh, of course it's dark. It was dark well before eight yeah. 30, um, out there. Um, totally dark. And he's like, man, I just, I'm going to go, I'm just going to go to sleep. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. So we get the tent put up, put up and all, and and he falls asleep um and i can't sleep i take i take some leave uh which usually kind of help me sleep because it just relaxes like any sort of muscle pain like it kind of helps to get rid of that i took that and some melatonin 
And usually melatonin will help me go to sleep. Um, but I also often like struggle to sleep very well. Um, and so he falls asleep, like his head hits the pillow and he falls asleep and we're on like, you know, trashy air match. I mean, they're not trashy. They're good match. Well, good air matches, but they're backpacking matches. Right. And yeah. I'm just laying there. I'm laying there awake and just, just laying there wide awake. And, uh, I know that I saw one thirty on my phone and had not fallen asleep yet. So I know I just laid awake for that long, just mm-hmm. tossing a turn and trying to find somewhere comfortable. And it's just not, like we, we were on the side of a hill and like there wasn't a flat spot or level spot anywhere. And so it's, you know, it wasn't exactly comfortable, but finally I must have fallen. I must have finally fallen asleep. And then I get woken up, uh, to the sound of a handgun getting racked, like the slide getting racked on the, on a handgun. And I, and I look up, and, and I look over at my buddy and he's got this just absolutely like crazy look in his eye. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, there's a bear. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I was like, did like, did you hear it? Like, he's like, yeah, I can hear it. His, I was like, I was like, what'd you hear? He's like, I, it grunted. I could hear it grunting outside. And so I'm sitting there. I'm just like, there's no bear. I'm like, go back to sleep. There's no bear. Uh, of course then I'm freaking wide awake again. Cause now I'm like, now I'm sitting there like, is there a bear? Like, I mean, it's like your right. first night, like in the back country again, like it's always like, just takes a little bit of adjustment, right? Just sleeping, just sleeping outside. Like there's always just a little bit of an adjustment from <laughs> sleeping inside stuff. And I mean, so I'll never forget the look on his face. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, I, I think I fell asleep again at like four o'clock and, and was awake at five. I mean, like, I think I slept two hours that night. Um, and, and so that was, I mean, that was the start of the trip. And the next day, uh, just, I'll try to speed this up. The next day we, we basically, we were look using our Onyx and, and trying to find terrain that we thought looked good on the Onyx and, you're looking at kind of how to get there. And like, it looks like it's only like a couple miles, maybe two and a half miles to get there. And ended up, I, I was kind of letting my buddy do, do that part of it. Cause he kind of wanted to, to do that part. So I wasn't really paying attention to like elevation gain and stuff like that. It's just like the train looked good. It's like, okay, we'll, we'll do that. Well, it was about six miles. It wasn't like two and a half. Mm-hmm. And we dropped about 3,500 foot of elevation. Um, and with like, you think, okay, going down, like that should be, that's okay. So that wasn't too bad of a hike. When you got a pack that heavy on going down sucks really bad. I mean, like it yeah. really freaking sucks. And that's when you get blisters. Uh, we were both starting to get blisters. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it was, it was sucking. We got about four miles in and there's this rock thing that we're looking at. We're like if we can just get around, if we can just get to where we can see around that, then we can know if where we're getting has any huntable terrain because as we're as we're hiking this trail this six miles everything that we're looking at we're like we can't get in there like it's not huntable like it's either mm-hmm. sheer rock or there's just so much deadfall it's like it's unpassable like you like you can't get over it yeah. and so we we were just like hoping that we could find some place 
and it finally kind of opened up and it looked good. And so we're like, okay, we'll camp here. The next day we hiked up 1500 feet, uh, and about three quarters of a mile up this hill to try to glass. And we glassed all day and we saw two cow elk at about two miles away. Mm. Um, just massive country. And our plan was to be there for two or three days. And it was like one day of not seeing anything basically like, okay, I guess we'll just hike out, uh, the next day. And it, that hike out was, it was so freaking brutal. Uh, I mean, basically that it just basically ate a day getting out of that. Mm. Um, and so then we really kind of only had a day left and, and we camped at a place where we could hike up the hill that next day. And we didn't know what was at the top of the hill. We're like, we're going to hike up there and hope that we have a place to glass and, and hunt. Uh, but we don't know. And we, we hiked up it. Uh, it was pretty sketchy. It was a lot of shale, just really loose rock that we're climbing up. Um, and we get up there and we could see like it was, it was glassable, but like what would the bowl that we were looking down into, like we could, I couldn't have got an animal out of it. Uh, I mean, maybe I could have, but it would have been sketchy as piss. Uh, so we were just kind of glassing for fun and saw a mountain goat, uh, which was cool. Um, but no deer. And so then the next day was hike out day. Uh, so had a few less days, couple less days than I, I would have liked to have had more, but just, life and uh stuff my buddy had to get home had to get back and so we we had to get out and that that country is just so big that if you make a mistake like we did uh Mm -hmm. and you don't have lots of extra time like there's just no way to recover because it's not like you can just spend a half day and find a new place to hunt it's i mean it's a it was almost like a two-day a two-day deal to to get to a different place to hunt Um, and so, so it was good. Uh, you know, the discord people, I mean, like they, I would, they kind of got insights into like my training and all into it. And, and I'll say like that first day, like everything is just like, man, I, I don't know if I'm tough enough for this. Like, I don't know if I got Mm -hmm. it. Uh, I mean, it's just, you're just wondering, you don't know, like, you don't know how you're going to hold up to the whole thing. Uh, and on the way out, like in the whole, like the whole hunt, like the whole time we were hiking and walking, uh, I was always like, I was always trying to take enough breaks that like, if I shoot something, I'm going to have enough energy left. Like I got enough in my legs left to pack an animal out of here. Um, like, so I was, I was trying to take it fairly easy, at least when I could, as much as I could. Uh, my buddy was, I think he got a little mad at me because he'd asked me like, how, like I'd ask him how his legs are feeling. He asked me how my legs are feeling. I'm like, man, I feel fine. Like they're not, I mean, there's some soreness there, but I feel fine. And I, he, I think he thought I was just like being macho, like just like, I'm not right. going to admit that I'm, I'm weak, but I really, for the most part did feel, did feel pretty good. And then, and then on the pack out, we had a pretty good, pretty good climb coming out of it. Um, and, and that's kind of when I got pissed and just put the hammer down and just like, I'm going till my, almost went to my legs, went to failure. Cause it was just like, I'm just going to, I'm going to hammer it now. There's no reason to hold back. Uh, so that was, that was kind of fun. That was kind of mm-hmm. good. Uh, but yeah, no, no deer. No, didn't, yeah. didn't actually see a deer. I, we saw five does when we were driving on the road. Uh, 
but no actual deer when we were hunting. So that was that was a bummer. Man, sounds like an experience though. Yeah, like I mean, like the like the views, the country, like it's just it's so rugged. It's so uh i mean yeah rugged and and it's i mean just it's beautiful country uh like it's so it's it is a good experience to get out there and and just go kind of kind of go see like how tough you are a little bit which is good like to get away i mean like different than whatever your workouts like if you're working out for an hour a day 30 minutes a day whatever like that's different than throwing a pack on and doing it day in day out eating freeze-dried meals and and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so what did you, I was, eat? uh, just freeze dried stuff. I took too way too much food. Like I was sitting there thinking like, okay, I'm going to be burning lots of calories. So like I brought in, like I, I added up the calories of everything I brought in. So I'd have like a oh, gallon okay. Ziploc bag for every day. And I was probably <laughs> in those bags. I probably averaged like 3,400 calories, uh, of food per day. And yeah, like, you just don't have time to sit and eat that much. Like, so, so I had, I had way too much food. I mean, not, not crazy amounts too much, but quite a bit too much food. Um, so basically in the morning we would have like, uh, like an instant coffee and I put hot chocolate in it cause I can't drink straight coffee. Uh, I need some, I need my princess <laughs> coffee. Uh, <laughs> so I had some Swiss miss to put in with my coffee. Uh, and then like oatmeal, uh, oatmeal's great because I mean you can just do it in the bag, right? Okay. Um, and then bars. Uh, had beef jerky. Uh, had those. I don't know if you have those like stinger, like those honey stingers. Like yeah. they're like little waffle stinger things. Like dude, those things are those are awesome. Uh, those yeah. are really good. Um, for lunch, like we sometimes had ramen or those uh, those Idaho instant potatoes. Dude, those those instant potatoes with beef jerky in it are like in the backcountry are just I mean it's it's like it's great. Like there's so much salt in those potatoes and then you add just a little bit of jerky in it and it kind of softens it up. That makes for a good lunch. Uh and then, you know, other bars for snacks. I had nuts, uh like mixed trail nuts, um and some oh, the same company that makes those honey stingers, they make some little gummies. Uh, like energy gummies that were, those were nice treats. And then I had a uh, peak, uh, peak refuel freeze dried meals for night mm. at nighttime. So you'd, you'd boil like a cup, cup and a half of water and stick it in there for 10 minutes and it rehydrates it. It's not bad. Like they're, they're not bad. Uh, they have lots of protein in them. Um, but you do get sick of freeze dried food after a while. Uh, yeah. 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 And then my buddy did have, you might like this, Jeff. He had these uh, mountain ops uh, things that you'd put in your water. Like, I don't know what they had, like electric light and ener- like it was just like energy stuff. Yeah. Uh, you just, it was like, a, like it had an individual pouch that was like enough for like a single Nalgene for like 32 ounces. So you just yeah. pour that, pour that in your Nalgene. And I mean, it, it gave you a little bit of kick in the pants. It was kind of cool. Uh, so that was, that was good. And that the mountain ops, you were asking about like pre-workout and stuff. You should look into mountain ops, uh, for their pre-workout stuff. A lot of those guys, like those backcountry hunters, they're, they're athletes. Like, I know it doesn't sound like, 
like hunting would be athletic, mm-hmm. but those guys that are doing it a lot, like, man, yeah. they're freaking athletes. Uh, and a lot yeah, of those sure. guys, a lot of those guys really like the, the mountain ops, uh, stuff, supplements and whatnot. So yeah, we then, we, we drove out to Chalice, Idaho, and we found an absolutely just greasy dive bar and had a greasy, greasy cheeseburger and, and a couple of beers. And it was like the best cheeseburger and beer that I've ever had in my life. Uh, nice. It might be, it might be terrible today, but at that point it was excellent. Yeah. It was quite good. So yeah, it was a good trip. You need to you need to come with me next year. Dude, that would be so fun. That It'd be fun. Be. Yeah. Be a good trip. That sounds like a good one, man. I mean, it stinks you didn't get to pack out an animal, but still. Yeah. You know that that like I mean, I'm bummed that I don't have the animal, I don't have the meat, like I don't have like the rack and like, you know, you you those are all like things that you want, but I'm also like I'm bummed because like I was curious if I like had like am I can I get this animal out like am I tough enough mm-hmm. to pack it out and yeah. I didn't get to I didn't get to answer that question like if my fitness you, was was good enough or just, not. Uh, you should have just carried your buddy out. Yeah, just just say hey, give me your pack so I can see what it would have felt like to yeah, just, to pack just an so animal. I know. Yeah, he would have really hated you. Oh like, gosh. Yeah, he would have. Just trying to prove how tough you are. Yeah, little bit, little bit. That was kind of a. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's good for, for people or guys like to, go test yourselves like that and go see. Yeah. Go see how tough you are. Oh, I dude, I get like, cause I I work out at home most of the time, and I know it's this isn't near the same, but. It's what I think of when you're describing this. So I, I don't work out with people much. So when then right. when I like go do a workout with people that that you know can lift heavier weights than me and can can last longer in cardio than me and everything, and I I show yeah. up and we start the workout and I like those thoughts start coming into your head like, am I gonna make it? Like, right. am I gonna be able to finish this thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's probably very similar. Uh, very, very similar for sure. And that's good. Like, I think that's good to put yourself in those, in those situations every once in a while, they kind of force yeah. you to, to, to search outside so. of your comfort zone a bit. Yeah. Cause I think, cause I think you can sort of lean into that feeling mm-hmm. and you, you can find another gear. Oh, you, for you sure. can find a gear that you didn't know you had. Right. Yep. Like, like when it hurts, hurts more than it ever has before and somehow you can just keep pushing yeah uh yeah you you find you find that gear and it's pretty interesting yeah yeah i know it, it is cool for sure to kind of sh- to stretch that and see where that's at yeah that was good man that was a good recap i enjoyed that well good hope sorry guys if it was too long i know it wasn't uspsa shooting related but We've talked about the, this freaking mule deer hunt. Like, I feel like I've right. built it up like all year long, and then it's yeah. like, yeah, I didn't see anything. Oh, yeah, <laughs> bummer. But I think that's pretty common. Like, people don't talk about that yeah. side of it that much. But I'm gonna have to talk to guys here that I mean, they go on elk hunts every year, and it's like 10% success rate. Yeah, uh, it's like 
most people don't ever see anything kind of deal. Yeah. And this, and this unit is so like the unit that I was hunting, like it's so big, it's so tough, uh, that, and, and, and having never been in there before, uh, and we also, we had a couple other things working against us. It was also, it was also really warm. Um, which makes the animals not want to move during the day. But then also the moon was, was full like that week that we were there. Like I went outside the tent, like at, at two o'clock at night and I could walk around like around rocks, trees, all that stuff. I could do it because the moon was so bright. Uh, it was almost like having a light on outside. And so those animals were moving at night because we were seeing tracks and stuff everywhere and just, I think they were they were just holed up during the day. They 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 didn't need to move during the day, so they weren't. Uh, yeah. So it, it was just a it was just a tough hunt that learned some stuff, and hopefully hopefully next year we can make some adjustments and and find some other success. Yeah. And Jeff's gonna go with us in video next year. Oh, dude, that would be so amazing. We'll get him a wolf and a bear tag. They're cheap. Yeah, let's do that. We didn't see any, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would be a bit relieved that you didn't see a, a wolf or a bear on. We were oh, we wanted to. We both had bear tags. Our goal was to for me to shoot a deer and him shoot a bear. Even though he had an elk tag, we were kind of right. hoping that he'd get, if if he had shot a bear and I had shot a mule deer, like a decent one, then mm-hmm. we were gonna probably go get tattoos, and he was gonna get like a <laughs> a bear tattoo, and I was gonna get some other sort of tattoo. Oh my gosh. You should have got a tattoo anyway, man. We uh, sh- I guess we should have got a tattoo anyway. Of a, of big a beer old... and a hamburger. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's that's not all we could have got. So, yeah. Nice. Fun trip. Glad to be back. And uh, we will. Uh, we should have Matt Hopkins on soon uh, to talk about the world shoot. So, cause I'm pretty sure he's yeah. going and, and he knows like who's shooting what squad lists and stuff like that. So we'll have him on to, uh, to talk about that. So thank you guys for listening and we will see y'all on the next one. All right. Mule deer 2022 Frank church wilderness. We are, I don't know. Five miles back in? Four miles? Yep. Long way. How long is Jeremy's going to take? We, we, uh, we're going to take Daniel as far as far back in as we possibly can. Uh, lots to just getting started. So hopefully we can suck it up and survive. All right, camping spot day one. Uh, pretty incredible space and views. Um, Daniel is ready for bed, and I don't blame him. Uh, the ground is quite rocky and not level. You can't tell that from here, but <clears throat> hopefully we won't slide off this hill here or that hill there. Um, but found a camera spot for day one and we're making it all right start of day two daniel had a spirit bear 
come visit him about 2 a.m. last night. <laughs> and uh, <coughs> I got to know about it because he was, uh, he was about ready to shoot a hole in my tent. He was racking his, uh, his little 9 millimeter. So uh, luckily he did not shoot a hole in my tent. I don't know if you can see this back here behind me. But we survived night one. A little tired, but we're ready to get after it today. Daniel, how was that? Uh, how was that spirit bear last night? <laughs> okay, we have made where we're gonna get to. I don't know what else to say than that. Uh, today was filled with a bit of desperation if we would find a place to hunt or not. But we finally got about as far as we were willing to go and happened to have some pretty good looking country. Not as good looking as that dude. <laughs> Daniel, what what was going through your head about uh one thirty this afternoon? Um Jeremy's crazy. <laughs> Which I knew before but took it to a new level. It was it was affirmed. The distance travel today was not actually that far. Um, we did probably close to six miles today, five and a half maybe, but not fun, not fun country as far as hiking with 60 pounds on your back. Uh, but we finally got a spot that we think we can camp and hunt out of, and we did not know if we were going to do that. So, the hunt continues. Alright, we are finally at our, well, we're just behind the hill of where we're going to be glassing in our tent. It's taking us three and a half days. Three and a half days, something like that. We don't really know now to get to a point that we really feel like we have a good spot to hunt. We have looked it over a little bit, have not seen a single deer in there, but it's as good as we could possibly hope for. You can see behind me. That's, that's what we're looking at behind us. And where we're hunting looks somewhat similar to that, just closer. Um, or as far as we can probably go, getting it out. So we're going to sit today, today about 2.30. top of that big old mountain over there. That's a long ways. And I think there's gonna be a deer there waiting on us. I think there's a hundred deer over that mountain, but we may die trying to get over it and back. Daniel, we have found us the epitome of a glass and tit right here. It looks like you're about to fall off a cliff. Is it really? Which looks awesome. Um, but there's no deer here. We did see a mountain lion track and there's a good chance that 
that mountain lion lives here and that's why we don't see any deer. Definitely the uh, acceptance of defeat has set in a little bit at this point. But this country is a bit crazy. What do you think, buddy? Had a little echo to it. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, this is. I have very little hopes that we're gonna see a deer, but we're in pretty crazy, crazy country. Uh, funny on the phone. This looks flat. <laughs> it's not flat. Our toes are curled. Just yeah. Here. See that. <laughs> Not this lake, but there's another lake right there. Our tent's over by that somewhere. We haven't gone very fast this morning, but we're headed up the hill. Last day. You got good juju vibes today, Daniel? The best of juju vibes. Yeah. It's our last day. We have no idea if where we're trying to kill ourselves to get to even has a glassing spot, but don't know if you don't look, so... Here we are. Last night was chilly. First night with frost in the tent. I got a couple hours of sleep. I think Daniel had maybe four. four, four, four. Maybe four. So we're fresh. <laughs> we're real fresh and ready to rip. It was one of those things where like four hours of sleep. We should go climb a mountain. Yeah. So we did. And and the most dangerous mountain that we've climbed so far. Yeah, far. We won't let our we won't let our wives see this video. Yeah, there's the sun just coming up over the peak. You gonna say anything? No. no. There's nothing to say. We uh, suffering. we haven't taken uh, the. I haven't taken video today. I don't know if I can put this around. It's probably not even looking at me. Uh, we've been... We haven't taken video today. We're on the pack out. Well, back out to maybe we can find somewhere to hunt. Uh, that's not stupid. Uh, but a lot of hiking. A lot of suffering. You having fun, Daniel? I'm having a blast. This you know, just time of my life. When I can keep my feet under me, I do good. What about your uh, your hunting buddy? Well, you sick of him yet? A suspect. No, we're doing good. Having fun together. I I think he's pretty sick of his hunting buddy, but it's okay. We're making it. Alright. We're on a final pack out. Last day. Headed home. How's that feel, Daniel? Um, a little disappointed, but I uh, had an amazing time. I think. Yeah, there's this weird sense of disappointment and sense of failure that we didn't find deer, but there's this weird sense of like, I don't know, I saw it with Daniel and myself, like like almost excitement to put the packs on because we're on our way to not dehydrated food. <laughs> uh, and uh, 
getting to actually like actually on our way to see and talk to our families even though that's still a couple days away but uh it's been a great trip i'm glad daniel suffered through it with me uh, i don't know if this you can see my ugly mug just see how bad i look but anyway trip's over almost all right we are back to the car my buddy's my buddy's forerunner tag suit for us this year uh lots of there were good things about this trip there's some some demons to be worked out about this trip too but it was a great experience this country is massive and huge and insane daniel wise words of wisdom well i'll tell you this if you can find friends with the Mennonite Mafia, you should always do it. Always. They're helpful. Uh, you don't want them against you. I, I can just tell we don't we didn't have a run-in. They were very, very friendly, but we had a great experience. The adventure of a lifetime. We cooked our gizzards, and uh, and I'm grateful for the experience to, to be able to do that. Thankful for my friend Jeremy, and that he's a little bit off enough to come out here. Because it takes a little bit of a lot of bit there's a lot of bit yeah, we had a blast we're gonna do this again yeah this is only to start i'm very ready for not dehydrated food at this point that's kind of top of mind we dehydrated bodies dehydrated body yeah, yeah we've been dehydrated from day one yeah. uh so nope uh hate to hate to leave a tag unfilled but that is what it is this year lots to learn and work to put in for next year so uh, we will enjoy the views and enjoy the the experience that it was. So, till next time. Stop recording, damn it.